Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share the knowledge, tips, and strategies you need to get healthy, lose weight, and prevent disease. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, please take the time to do that today and leave a review if you're feeling extra nice. I love reading those and hearing what you think about my content. This episode is loaded with value. I essentially break down my whole system and give you a sneak peek and broad stroke overview of exactly what I teach my clients and course members to lose weight and keep it off. I talk about the four pillars of a healthy lifestyle and how they all work together to lower your insulin resistance, help you get the weight off, and reduce your risk for chronic disease. The first pillar I discuss is nutrition, specifically how what you eat, when you eat, and hydration all play an important role in losing weight and maintaining that weight loss. The second pillar I discuss is exercise and movement. I talk about why general movement is important, but also two specific forms of exercise that can really boost your metabolism and help with weight loss and maintenance. The next pillar I discuss is sleep and stress. I'll show you how your hormones are negatively affected when you're chronically stressed and sleep deprived, leading to a higher body set weight. Lastly, I'll talk about the importance of having the right mindset going into your weight loss journey. You will learn about the free training I created that is the conversation I wish I could have with every single person who wants to work with me to lose weight. Let's dive into this week's video. This is the first video of a three-part video series that's going to focus exclusively on losing weight after 50 and reducing your risk for chronic disease so that you can live a longer life enjoying the things and people you love. To lose weight for good and prevent chronic disease, you've got to learn how to do two things, lower your insulin resistance and reduce your inflammation. In this video, you'll learn the four pillars for healthy aging, disease prevention, and losing weight after 50. You know the saying, you can either spend your time, energy, and money being healthy now or being sick in the future. If you like this video and want to see more, please be sure you give it a thumbs up share it with your friends, subscribe to my channel, and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. Before I dive into today's training, I wanted to let you know that enrollment for my online course and coaching program, How to Lose Weight After 50, opens in just a a few short days. And this three-part video series will give you a behind-the-scenes look into my approach and teaching style so you can decide if you would like to go beyond my free content and really start putting this information into action with a proven roadmap for lasting weight loss and weekly accountability and coaching from me. If you'd like to get on the wait list so that you're notified right when the doors open up and just to let you know they only open a couple times a year. So if you're interested at all, it's best just to get on the list so that you don't miss this enrollment window. Go to reshapept.com forward slash yes, enter in your name and email, and I will be sure to let you know when enrollment opens. All right, let's get into the first and most important pillar, and that's nutrition. I think of nutrition in three categories, what you eat, when you eat, and hydration. First off, I'm going to cover how what you eat affects your insulin and what types of foods help to lower your insulin resistance. Optimizing your nutrition in a way that lowers insulin levels is the single greatest thing that you can do for your health. 
I go deep into this content in my online course and coach my members through more specifics, but here is the broad stroke picture. I want you to forget about points, calories, and fake food products. You need to know two simple rules. The first rule is to focus on foods that don't spike your blood sugar or insulin. These include healthy fats, protein, and fibrous foods. And to get more detail on food examples, download my ultimate food guide that I will link to in the description. I will also link to some videos that I've done in the past about foods that are higher in healthy fat and protein. Take a look at this chart and see the response of insulin to different types of macronutrients. And it's important to truly understand the components of your food to be sure that you're eating the right foods that aren't going to spike your insulin. Once you use that as a litmus test to determine the health of your food choices, picking out the right kinds of foods becomes so much simpler. Now the second rule is to eat mostly whole, real, unprocessed foods. Processed foods are usually high in refined starch and sugar, along with other preservatives and artificial sweeteners. If you are relying on prepackaged food products, even if they're deemed healthy by a big marketing company like Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Octavia, etc., you are still eating processed foods and you could be making better, more nutritious, and likely more affordable food choices. The next category of nutrition I cover is how when you eat affects your insulin. Eating five or six times a day to keep your metabolism up is a complete myth. When you eat, there is a small amount of energy that your body has to use to process that food, but it doesn't counter the frequent increase of insulin throughout the day. Remember that it's too much insulin for too long that will increase your body's set weight. Further, when you're having several small meals throughout the day, they kind of turn into snacks. And a lot of those snack foods tend to be highly processed and refined. Every time you eat, no matter what it is, your body releases insulin. It's just a matter of how much. Learning how to structure your meals in a way that keeps you full, nourished, and satisfied until your next meal is one excellent step in the right direction to help reduce your urge to snack and lower your carb cravings throughout the day. Intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding is a great technique to use, not just when you're losing weight, but as a lifestyle. I recommend everyone fast for at least 12 hours a day, but teach my clients and course members how to increase the length of those fasts to further reduce insulin resistance and see more weight loss. Lastly, I wanted to touch on hydration. Underhydration is a huge problem in women over 50. Some common things I hear from clients and course members about underhydration is not wanting to go to the bathroom all the time. They could be on a diuretic or have a weak pelvic floor and have some incontinence issues. And maybe they just don't understand why being hydrated is so important or they just forget to drink water. Eight glasses of water a day is usually not going to cut it. Drinking a bunch of artificially sweetened beverages is not desired either because many of those sweeteners will still raise your insulin levels. You should aim for at least half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. Here's a bonus. We're gonna talk about substance use and abuse. Because I cover disease prevention, healthy aging, and weight loss, I thought it was important to touch on this. Substance abuse is a no-brainer. If you want to be healthy, don't smoke, either regular or e-cigs. Don't drink too much and try to take as few pills as is medically necessary. 
If you find you are relying heavily on pain pills, you likely have a lot of other work to do in other areas of your lifestyle, like your nutrition, hydration, stress management, and movement that can reduce pain and inflammation to reduce your reliance on those pills. There are a ton of non-pharmacologic options to help you reduce your pain and symptoms. If you have any specific pain questions or symptoms that you're concerned about, and you're concerned you're on too many pain meds, please email info at reshapept.com and I would be happy to point you in the right direction to get some help to manage your pain without so many pills. The second pillar is physical activity and exercise. In other words, how you move your body. You may be wondering what's the difference between physical activity and exercise. I want you to think about physical activity as the big umbrella of movement you do throughout the day. Exercise is broken down into different raindrops like strength, flexibility, and aerobic, also balance training, and that falls under the big physical activity umbrella. Both general physical activity, but especially specific forms of exercise like strength and flexibility are important to build healthy, strong muscles for joint health, fall prevention, and to have a higher metabolism as you age. If you are stuck in the mentality that weight loss is about calories out versus calories in, and you need to have a negative caloric balance for the day to lose weight, it's likely that you value and prioritize cardio training that burns a lot of calories in the moment. So things like walking, swimming, dancing, jogging, ellipticaling, and cycling. If I just described your heavy cardio exercise routine, I want you to write cardio in the comments below. While these are great, they don't work on the two things that tend to decline most with age, and that's strength and flexibility. If you aren't strength training all major muscle groups at least twice a week at a moderate to high intensity, you are missing out on huge metabolic and functional benefits. The more lean muscle mass you have, the higher your metabolism and the easier it is to stay slim naturally. The more fat mass you have, the slower your metabolism. Cardio doesn't build muscle. Strength training does. But you can't build muscle without the proper building blocks of adequate protein. That's one of the reasons food always comes first. And aside from a lack of strength training, I always see a lack of flexibility training with my clients and course members when we just start working together. Increased joint stiffness and pain is so common with aging. Most people don't recognize the powerful effects that some gentle stretching every day can have to alleviate their symptoms and maintain their muscle flexibility. This means less joint pain, improved mobility, and a reduced risk of falling as you age. One of my clients was walking and jazzercising like crazy, but she had terrible knee pain. Once we optimized her nutrition, by increasing her protein to help stimulate muscle growth, adding healthy fats and reducing added sugars to lower her inflammation, and we added strength and flexibility training, her knee pain went completely away. Seeing these types of results doesn't happen with just changing your nutrition or trying a different exercise routine. It really takes that skilled troubleshooting that I offer my clients and course members to help them prioritize the right things at the right times to see the best results. I'm not after short-term results here. I don't want to just give you the fish so you have to keep coming back to me. I wanna teach you how to fish so that you can be empowered to take control of your own health. The next pillars are stress and sleep. 
stress in any form, whether it's physical, mental, metabolic, or emotional, will affect your body the same way. You've likely heard about the fight or flight response to stress. When we need to fight or flee a stressful situation, our bodies anticipate needing extra energy in the form of glucose for our muscles to use. But when our stressors are mental or emotional, your body still has that same physiological response. Remember that it can't tell the difference between a mental or physical stress. So your blood sugars will still rise even though you don't have to fight or flee. Because your muscles don't use that extra energy, your blood sugar and insulin levels stay elevated for longer and higher insulin over a longer period of time will raise your body set weight. Sleep deprivation is a form of stress on your body. Aside from increased cortisol levels, there are three other big hormonal changes you need to know about. When you don't sleep well, your ghrelin level goes up. Ghrelin is your hunger hormone. So you're going to be craving more food, especially high carb foods. Your leptin levels are going to go down. This is the hormone that helps you sense when you're full. And when your levels go down, when you're sleep deprived, you don't feel as full and you're more likely to overeat. Also, your human growth hormone goes down. This hormone helps your tissues grow to help maintain your muscle mass and your metabolism, but it also plays an important role in keeping your immune system healthy. Moving on to the last but certainly not least pillar is your mindset. Now, while I know the specific steps that you need to take to optimize your health, I can't do it for you. You are the only person that puts the food in your mouth, gets your butt to the gym, and chooses to go to bed on time. You are in full control here. It's just a matter of what you decide to do with your control. I go into detail about the mindset patterns I see in people who successfully lose weight and keep it off in my free audio training called the 5% Mindset. If you haven't already, please go and download that. It's the conversation that I wish I could have with every single person interested in working with me because if they don't have a healthy mindset coming into this new lifestyle, they won't see the long-term behavior change that it takes to lose weight for good and prevent your risk for chronic disease. To download that, just go to reshapept.com forward slash free audio. I would love to hear from you in the comments below. What was your single greatest insight from this video? And if it sparked any other questions that you want me to answer in future videos, let me know that as well. If you are interested at all in my online course and coaching program, I put the link in the description for you to get on that wait list. Don't wait because enrollment is only open for a short window. And if you like this video, please engage with it so that it can be seen by more people. Hit that like button, share it with your friends, and be sure to subscribe to my channel and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you in the next video. If you want to check out the show notes for today's episode that has links to all of the fun and free resources I mentioned, just go to reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash 29, the number 29. I would absolutely love to see you take action on these podcasts and start making small but meaningful steps towards reaching your health goals. As you heard today, this was the first in a three-part training. Part two is called Strategies to Lose Weight After 50, Nine Keys to Make Weight Loss Easier After Menopause. When you have had excess weight for a long time, 
especially if you are in the perimenopause or have already gone through menopause stage, you know, what worked in your 30s and 40s to lose weight will no longer be as effective. It's like the weight is sticky. It's so hard to get off and it's harder to keep off. The keys I'll share with you will definitely set you up for the best chance of weight loss and weight maintenance success. So be sure that you tune in at the same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening today. Bye for now.